0: Hello and welcome to episode 77 of Public Interest Podcast with your host Jordan Cooper where we interview politicians, activists, advocates and others who seek to improve the state of the world. We're here today with Mike Durso, Montgomery County Board of Education member, former Springbrook High School principal and a former principal from Arlington and D.C. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm good. Good to be with you. Glad to have you. So the first question I'd like to pose to you is, Mm -hmm. what are you currently doing or what have you ever done to advance the public interest
1: and why? Well, uh, interesting question. Um, Prior to coming on the board, I had a 44-year career in public education. Uh, I've been a teacher. I've been an assistant principal. I've been a middle school principal. I've been a high school principal. Uh, I've worked in three different jurisdictions, Washington, D.C., Arlington, Virginia, and finishing up in Montgomery county, so I think i 've had uh, a good opportunity to uh, see a number of things in the field of education i 'd I'd, I'd, I'd like to think i 've made an impact, but the uh, the jury might still be out on that and Now, being on the uh, board of education as the uh, as the current president. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, some significant challenges uh, ahead of us. Uh, that's not new. There's always challenges in education, but I think uh, uh, I, I, I think I think public education uh, might be at a bit of a crossroads right now. I think uh, I think there's uh, probably a, a bit of a lack of faith uh, in in public education. I, I think we're going to see some interesting things happening uh, with the. Uh, the new administration uh, coming in under under Mr. Trump, and so uh, I think we're really going to re- have to redouble our efforts to to make sure that we are in a position of, of of serving all students well. And I'm I'm not sure that's always happened. So why do you think
0: that we are at a crossroads in public education? Why would anyone have anything but trust and faith? In the uh, efficacy of public education, especially in Montgomery County, Maryland.
1: Well, I think the easy answer is I, I think a lot of our institutions are are being challenged now, and w- whether that's right or wrong, I, I, I think I think that's a reality. I think also because we have been growing in in such unprecedented numbers, uh, the 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 crunch, for want of a better term, uh, for uh, for space, uh, for recruiting teachers, for retaining teachers, for being able to serve all students, uh, I think that's I think that's maybe caused some, some people to, to to just wonder if if if, if we're on track and and doing what we are supposed to. And I understand that. I I, I don't know that I can refute uh, some of those
0: concerns. So you mentioned overcrowding as an issue just now, and you mentioned many different challenges that you're facing as the leader, the president of the Montgomery County Board of Education. What other challenges are you facing? Or actually, it may be most interesting to our listeners to consider some of the challenges that you encountered in the past that you rose to meet, and then hear a little bit about what happened with those challenges from the past.
1: Well, uh, previously, uh, most of my career in education was in Washington D.C. I'm from I'm from D.C., born and raised there, went to school there, the the, the whole bit. Uh, uh, D.C. as a as a school system uh, was almost as large as Mo- Montgomery County at one time, and then uh, a number of different issues uh, uh, created uh, a, a drop in enrollment and uh, uh, there were there were some stark differences within the city uh, that frequently uh, ended up on uh, racial or socio-economic lines. Um, the, those concerns, I think, are not particularly uh, seen in just one place now. I, I, I think the I think the plight of of, of our urban cities. Uh, has has spread. I think we have <clears throat> a lot of, uh, of of urban issues uh, outside city limits. Uh, we we are um, as a system where we're urban, we're suburban, we're rural, we're we're a little bit of everything. Hmm. So that's I, I think that's a unique challenge uh, that we have in addition to our uh, in addition to our growth. Uh, give you an example. When I was in Washington D.C. Uh, the enrollment in the school system was probably about 95% African-American. Those numbers over a period of years uh, have have changed. But now in D.C., unlike uh, Maryland, which is not a particularly charter-friendly state, mm-hmm. uh, nearly half of D.C. students are, are, are charter students. So, so that's, a, that's a challenge that's uh, taken place over the years. Arlington, for me, was a very different experience uh A smaller bureaucracy mm-hmm. uh about about twenty five schools compared to uh Montgomery County with two hundred and four so I got a good chance to to see how uh, maybe a different size uh, bureaucracy worked but again uh some some of the same issues just maybe on a smaller scale second language learners uh uh, uh, immigrants, uh, poverty, uh, change in demographics, all of those uh, issues that uh, I'm not sure anybody has has really come to grips with in, in terms of, of a solution that works because, you know, it's, it's so complex. So then fast forward to Montgomery County, uh, where I was a, a principal for 13 years before retiring and joining the board. And... Um, this county, as you know, um, has also gone through some significant changes, say in the last uh, in the last generation and I think the challenge before us now is to uh, not fall into the trap of of not being able to serve uh, those students who who achieve and do well, but also be able to address those. Who are not doing well for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and dealing with growth, which is a huge issue, uh, changing demographics, and um, you know all all those different things that that go into uh, a school system of 160,000 students. So you
0: mentioned that um, the demographics change uh, in Montgomery County, and you're mentioning also that. Uh, um, you have changing socioeconomic status uh, and demographics and poverty. You also mentioned that poverty is, an, is a challenge facing the school system. Um, what exactly do you think the school system is being asked too much instead of just being asked to account for education and to provide a good education to all students, that the school system is being asked to be a catch-all or a safety net for all the
1: social ills plaguing America? In a perfect world... Schools would just educate and not have to deal with so many of the other uh, issues that, that kind of come along with it, but we're not in a perfect world, and uh, I think schools are are called on to, uh, to do quite a bit beyond their initial mission of educating students, but I don't think we can just throw our hands up and say, hey, that's... That's not our problem. You know, we, you know, it's not our, it's not our problem to feed students. It's not, it's not our problem to uh, uh, provide, <coughs> provide counseling services. It's mm-hmm. not our, our problem. You know, if, 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 kids, uh, if kids come in language deficient, well, they, they, they shouldn't be. Well, I mean, the, the reality is all those issues exist, and, and if no one is going to pick up the slack... Or if other agencies, uh, be they public and private, uh, either can't or won't do that, then it, and then it falls on the school. That that probably is not equitable, but but it is what it is, and 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 I, I think uh, I think we're called on to to do a lot more than probably our resources allow. So. As a member
0: of the educational community for a significant period of time, have you ever considered yourself to be an advocate, right, for, let's say, for a different funding stream from the state legislature or from the county council to say, you know, more fund, we need to create a stronger social safety net. Have you ever found found yourself in a position where you were advocating for a tougher stance, on poverty to make sure that the kids are ready to learn when they present at school and that that isn't, you know, if it's better, what I hear you saying is it's better that the school system address it than nobody, but that's not the most equitable or efficient means of going about making sure that we have an equitable society. So have you ever found yourself kind of working? Well,
1: yeah, but, you know, most of my experience, uh, uh, working in schools was was pretty much hands on with day to day school issues, so mm-hmm. this is a little probably a little different uh, uh, different arena but uh, I, I I guess I would leave uh, or feel much more comfortable with with that advocacy role to probably be more with uh, some of other elected leaders, our legislators in the, in Annapolis mm-hmm. uh, uh, state officials, etc because uh, you know, one cannot squeeze blood out of a turnip, and 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 there are some people that 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 feel you know that the that the funding we have now. I mean, Montgomery County, a two point four billion dollar budget. Mm-hmm. Um, some people would say, well, how you know how how can you feel strapped with that kind of money? Um, and I understand that, but the you know the you know the the needs are just so great. And and I think our society as a whole has generally paid lip service to uh, the needs of education, and especially public education, which is why I, I'd have to say I worry a little bit about what the the posture of the incoming administration is going to be mm-hmm. uh, towards education. So are you worried about charter schools? I'm not as worried about charter schools. I'm worried that the the focus... Uh, of of maybe the administration or specifically the education department mm-hmm. uh, federally uh, m- may not necessarily be on uh, mm-hmm. local schools or uh, local school systems mm-hmm. uh, there's there's just a different uh, mindset so yeah I think charters will 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 be a, a uh, a, a part of the thrust that we see, I think vouchers will will be there, sure. and uh, you know we're we're going to have to deal with that and and be able to make a case that uh, uh, that public education uh, needs to remain a a significant player. Uh, also, I, I'm I'm not I'm not sure everybody believes that right now. And so you spoke earlier about
0: relationships with other elected officials. Now. Your $2.4 billion budget that you have for Montgomery County Public Schools doesn't come from you. It comes from the County Council and the Maryland General Assembly. Correct. So can you talk a little bit about the relationships you have with those legislators and those bodies who do appropriate the funds for capital and operational budgets for MCPS that you uh, use as a Board of Education
1: member? Well, I, I think last, uh, last budget season might be a good example of when we can join forces. Uh, the, the county council took the unprecedented step of, of enacting a, uh, a property tax increase, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that uh, all there had to do would, would be one person to break ranks and it wasn't going to happen. That was pretty significant. And for our listeners, the thing
0: that Mike Adurso just referred to is that there is a, an amendment to the county charter that says that in order to increase property taxes, the Montgomery County Council must have not only a unanimous vote, but nine full votes out of nine members. So if one is absent, you can't raise a tax. You have to have all nine members vote to raise the property tax. And that is indeed what happened only a few months ago.
1: So I'm not naive enough to think that's that's going to happen again, uh, uh, probably a good chance that it, that it won't. I mean, the county council, they they stuck their neck out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and term limits may have been a, a byproduct of, of that because uh, I, I don't th- know that everybody was thrilled with that. And for so our think, listeners, just to
0: keep them up to date, um, Mr. Dershow just referred to term limits um, which was a ballot referendum in Montgomery County that just passed, which would limit Montgomery County council members and a Montgomery County executive to three consecutive terms.
1: So, um, you know, the, the, so to speak, the, the, the moons were all lined up in, in a favorable position for us, but uh, that that is not likely uh, to happen again, and our growth has not slowed down. Actually, it's increased uh, uh, there's not a lot of uh, extra space uh, in, in the in the county for uh, schools. Uh, parents are not thrilled with uh, overcrowded schools or schools that are getting large. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, so all,
0: all all of that is on our plate for the future. But aren't you also finding that as you have more students added to the population, you also get more revenues because there's a particular formula in the legislature to calculate funding. For uh public education as det- that's dependent in, in large part due to per pupil funding and also if you 're having more people move into the county aren 't you also seeing tax revenues rise from property taxes as new con- new units are constructed and new people move in
1: well, the easy answer is yes, but i I, I, th- I think when you look a little bit deeper mm-hmm. um, we 're we're also having a significant number of 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 kids and family move into the county where their needs are probably greater than say what the needs of somebody moving in a generation ago was, hmm. especially if it's a, a language issue or if it's a or if it's a family in in poverty uh, and some of the the issues that follow that that uh, that end up at the schoolhouse and
0: those are kind of some of the demographic challenges and the shift of a urban uh, problems to Montgomery County that you spoke of earlier. So you mentioned that there are almost three different types of Montgomery County. There's an urban, a suburban, and a rural. How does, how do you address the challenges and what are the challenges of trying to manage a school system that caters to all three of those categories?
1: Well, I think that's both the challenge and the, and, and the opportunity. Um, uh, you know, one, one size does not fit all and, and maybe it should not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Basically, and, and I've felt this for a long time. Uh, I, I still think kids are kids, and parents are parents, and teachers are teachers. Mm-hmm. Probably a little different baggage here and there, and that's understandable. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, but a but a family living uh, in the uh, agricultural reserve uh, wants as much for their students as. Uh, as a family in uh, Bethesda, and as a family in in uh, Silver Spring, mm-hmm. in Gaithersburg, mm-hmm. uh, I mean where, wherever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I think I think there's more similarities than differences, mm-hmm. but, uh, but 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 there, there's there's some different challenges in different communities. So, what uh, really keeps you
0: awake at night? What worries you about the school system? uh on
1: a daily basis i don't know if I could prioritize these but uh, uh i i th- i think growth is uh is is a major concern uh, I think our recruitment and retaining teachers is is important mm-hmm. uh, teaching is is a great profession i i i I, I can't say enough for it um, i I worry sometimes though that we have made the profession unattractive uh, to uh, maybe young people high school students college students uh, uh, to to go into that profession We we've We've, we've got to do a better job uh, so you've been working on that. workforce
0: development issues.
1: Well, I've, I've probably been more involved in uh, some of the kind of the nuts and bolts issues of of, of, of recruitment and, 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 and retaining teachers. Um, I, I think one thing as a former principal, I'm pretty much convinced, although salary is important, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't think that's why people leave the profession. Uh, why do they leave? Support in what they're doing. Uh, I don't. I don't even think it has to do with facilities. Although it's great to, to teach in a new building mm-hmm. with. Uh, you mean a, emotional support or structural support? S- support in learning how to and becoming a teacher. Generally, the support at the local level from the from the school administration. Now that's interesting because
0: Maryland is often considered to be one of the. The places with the best public education in the country and uh, and within Maryland, Montgomery County is considered to have the best public education within the state, so you're really talking about one of the elite- educa- public education systems in the entire United states and which which and you're saying that you are having
1: trouble retaining good teachers i think i think uh, in in general that is accurate, but you could also put it in this way and I, and, and, uh, and i 'm not sure if I would necessarily agree with with all your descriptors but for the sake of discussion let's say what you just mentioned is accurate mm-hmm. then that tells you if if we're at that pinnacle and, and and i'm i'm not i'm not sure we are then what does that say for uh, the rest of the country or what is, what does that say for for urban education or what does that say for rural education um so it's uh, What does America need to be doing differently in terms
0: of educating the youth?
1: I don't think we've ever been completely honest about how important education is. I mean, we just just finished a very contentious presidential campaign season, and I don't think you heard much about education. Why is education so important? Is it just
0: to create new... Um, individuals who are who are capable of getting jobs is it is it for economic development? is that the reason? Are we trying to create citizens who can vote in an informed fashion? What are we trying to create with this education? Why is it so important? I
1: think all of the above uh, I, I I think obviously a, a, an educated citizenry is important for for our democracy and for uh, you know for our whole way of life to to continue but i don 't think one can overlook the practical aspects of uh, of getting an education and then, you know, you hear about the stereotypical uh, college student who's back home in their parents' basement, uh, and, and there are probably more of those cases than most people realize. So I, 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 think it, I think it runs the gamut.
0: And if America were to be honest with how important education is, what would America's response be?
1: If we were really honest, I, I think we'd put our money where our mouth is, and and I, I think we would. It's not all about resources, but um, I, I I think I think teacher training, I te- I think teacher salaries, I, I think the condition of our schools.
0: But it's uh, often said that Washington D.C. spends more per per pupil um, than any other jurisdiction in the nation. Yet D.C. often has pretty uh, mediocre or, or worse um, educational outcomes I'm not an expert in education so you've taught in D.C. but uh, it seems well, to it, me that, that, that throwing money at a problem isn't necessarily the, the, the best solution to No, answer.
1: I think it's how you spend the money Now, now uh, keep in mind um, I think one can get overly enamored with test scores and with test scores being the 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 indicator of of, of success mm-hmm. uh, part of the reason uh, and per pupil expenditures don 't always tell the whole story but part of the reason that uh, a lot of the urban centers mm-hmm. have higher um, mm-hmm. per pupil expenditures is uh, is frequently there are um, more veteran teachers there who, who, who make a higher salary. Mm-hmm. And then you also have some significant needs mm-hmm. in a lot of our urban centers that uh, that other schools do not have. Special education, for example. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's extraordinarily complex. So as we reach
0: the end of this podcast, I'd like to add, you come with such a rich background in education to the Board of Education you have been a principal in many different types of schools in multiple jurisdictions. You've been in rural areas, urban areas, suburban areas. You've been in D.C., Virginia, and Maryland. Uh, you've, so can you reflect on your career in public or how you – in your career in education and how you see that career in education as being a career in public service and how your very many different experiences – have allowed you to be a better public servant and to better serve Montgomery County Public Schools.
1: Well, this is, this is going to sound very self-serving, but I think I think all of these experiences in different communities, and different schools, and and in, and working in different bureaucracies has given me some insights as to as to as to what can work and 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 what doesn't and 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 why not. Um, I, I think we sometimes tend to oversimplify, uh, you know, what, what, uh, you know, what, what goes into, uh, a successful school. You know, why is, why is school A successful and school B is, is struggling and maybe they're serving the, the same type of population. I think a lot of it boils down to who is hired, who's running the school, uh, are the resources ample? You know, I don't, I don't think the resources need to be, you know, just uh, uh, you know, flowing into endlessly. But you know, how how do you how do you use the money? You know, how are we as a system using that two and a half billion dollars? Because that 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 ought to be getting us maybe further than some people think think we're going. So uh, so we got our work cut out for us. But I I, I think we're heading in the right direction, and I'm. Very pleased with where we are now, uh, currently in Montgomery County, with with our uh, superintendent. He's been a quick study, Mm -hmm. very unimpressed with himself. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he has his eye on the prize just in terms of of what needs to be done. And uh, if we can all uh, get on the same page, I think we're going to see some successes.
0: So that has been Mike Derso, member of the Montgomery County Board of Education, who speaks about his long-term and varied career in education as having been a career that has successively allowed him to gain uh, experience and expertise that has informed his uh, decision-making process. And throughout the course of his career, um, he has been interested in producing um, better students and an improved school system. He has the ability to honestly look himself in the mirror and look at at his own school district and acknowledge uh, that, you know, there are some significant challenges facing the school system while also being able to acknowledge all the progress that he has made over the course of his career. So Mike, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity to share some ideas.
0: And this has been episode 77 of public interest podcast with your host, Jordan Cooper, where we interview politicians, activists, advocates, and others who seek to improve the state of the world. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time.